You're listening to the We're Not Fine podcast with Doug Jensen and Dr. Talia Jackson. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you, Greg. Welcome back. Hello. Buongiorno. Wow. Are you wearing your Italian outfit today? I'm feeling very Italian inspired. You know, not to keep referencing White Lotus, but they always say Bonacera. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I think it means like a greeting of some kind. It's good evening. Oh. It is. I'm, I'm somewhat thinking my 60th birthday will be, which is like 40 years away. But Right. I know. That's what I was going to say, too. But you're just thinking about your 60th birthday. Just I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> Decades ahead. I'm thinking, I think I want to go to Italy for it and find a place oh. on the water and resort it. O-M-G, you must. I'm very like surrounded by Italy right now as well. I mean, I have family that lives out there as well. And it's one of my favorite places on earth. But there, one of my tricks for my beautiful slumber, I'm very embarrassed to even admit this because I tried guided imagery. Prosecco. Oh, you know, you know, I like love my Prosecco. No, but like all of these audio options, like I'm trying not to look at my screen before bed. I was doing, you know, the guided muscle relaxation, binaural audio, blah, 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 whatever that is, sleep sound, sleep music, on and on and on. And guess what did the trick for me? You'll never guess. There is this, and she's actually, it's an amazing book. And I'm embarrassed to say this out loud. I'm probably going to be like struck down by lightning. But um, Elena Ferrenti, she wrote a book called My Brilliant Friend. It's so good. But I don't really know that for a fact. I only know what chapter one, chapter eight, and chapter 37 sound like. Because her there's something about the woman reading and her voice, it sounds oh. like this. And she talks about her experience growing up by Sicily. And she, it's just like the sing-songy, beautiful, and the, oh, and I am out like a light. Plus CBD and CBN and a little <gasps> bit of melatonin. <laughs> so, you know what's interesting about that? So, the <laughs> audiobook thing, so interesting that... If you like how the person talks, it's easier mm. to be interested. Yes. Um, I, I listened to one on the, my last road trip back and forth from L.A., and I could not stand how the person was talking, but I wanted to listen to the audiobook. Yeah. And I'm like, can I get past it? Because it was a person who was using a particular, like, way of talking and, and being sing-songy at times, and I'm like, Ugh, just talk. Uh, I don't do well with, <laughs> I don't do well with like, affected talking. Um, I know. I, I it makes it. you really mad. No, it's like a little rage trigger for you. It is a rage trigger. I won't trigger. go into detail. No, you can go into detail. You know, I, I in, in doing this podcast, uh, I've had people recommend different podcasts for me to listen to. And I remember, Greg, you gave me five very early on, and I'm like, I hate them all. Um, I liked the content of one of them in particular, but I couldn't stand the other ones. They were, And part of it is just the the lang- and maybe, you know, people feel that about my voice on this podcast. Probably. Um, I've gotten lots of comments. They're like, what's up with that guy? What's up with his 
whatever. <laughs> well, you do Energy. sometimes sound like you're from Canada. Do I? Eh? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't you got say, the, no. You like lean into Minnesotan and like past Minnesota to Canada. Here is what the words are. So when I go east in particular, I'll say things like about. And somehow that, yes. the word about That's right. and how I say it, I can't hear it. So my older daughter, some of her friends listened to the podcast when we first started. And they said, is your dad Canadian? I'm like, <laughs> see, I told you, I knew it. But it's the word I, about. on the other hand, sound like I'm every woman and I'm, <laughs> I could be from anywhere. Except I would New like everyone, everyone to comment I, on, that, on our YouTube or on our, not we're not sound fine. Minis- Minnesotan. Greg, so, okay, we're not this fine. Is, this is not what we're, we, what, what were we going to be talking about? Because this isn't it. I don't well, know, but, but I think it's time for us to get into the mailbags <laughs> for today. <laughs> I feel cut oh, off and shut down we, in this relationship. Oh, shut down. Shut wayward. Down. We're wayward yeah. and rudderless. It's something we're going to I have a feeling you're going to be very stimulated by this next, this next <laughs> mailbag. Okay. I'm gonna, fairly oh. easily stimulated by mailbags. And anyway, M A L E bags. We're just going to leave a that bag of right mails. There. I'm sorry, Greg. Go I ahead. I love that I provoke mm-hmm. the two of you and you don't know what to do with me necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we know what to do with you, but okay. it's just not legal <laughs> on air. <laughs> okay, go. Mailbag. All right. Um, this is from Elijah. Oh. oh, Elijah. Elijah Wood comes to mind. Yeah. I was thinking Elijah the prophet, you know, the person on Passover that you put a glass of wine out for. I don't. Yeah. But thank <laughs> you for the reference. My girlfriend regrets us having sex too early when she has a history of sleeping on her with guys on her first dates. We were, just talk- we were just talking about the first time we had sex last year, and she told me that she felt like we shouldn't have done it earlier, which they did on the third date, since it made her feel insecure about the way I see her. She added that I it didn't feel organic as chemistry wasn't there, and she didn't want me to feel that she's easy to get. Mm-hmm. This baffled me because, one, we were calling each other for, for hours every day prior to the first time we had sex, and I felt like we were building great chemistry and connection through deep conversations. And, two, she told me stories about her sleeping on her first dates in the past especially that one fling with this doctor who apparently was really arrogant and annoying, but nonetheless invited him to sleep with her after a brief lunch together because she was horny. So when asked about whether she sees sex as something more casual, she answers yes. I then ask, if that's the case, shouldn't it be okay for us to have done it earlier since we had established feelings and connections prior to doing it? She then replies she didn't feel any connections that I felt during our initial meetup and daily ritual calls as an intimate vibe and concludes with you are a boyfriend material excuse. This hit me hard because when we started our relationship a year ago, she had just broken up with her ex a couple months before and she still missed him back then. The first few months with her were rough for me because I, I felt like I was constantly compared with her ex and she wouldn't tell me how he was a better boyfriend or I'm a better partner. 
to her, a boyfriend is someone who can make her happy by doing romantic things, and a partner is someone who can make her feel safe and secure. To be fair, I'm not much of a romantic person in a materialistic way, like showering gifts and going on fancy dates, but I don't know how I feel about this relationship not being primarily based on romantic feelings towards each other. Though to her defense, her feelings have grown and matured over time since we've been together. Lately, I've been having the urge to just break up with her since I feel like she's simply settling with me because I'm safe. Our conversation about our, her, our first sexual experience really didn't make me feel better about the whole situation either. Am I just being narrow-minded here? Really curious to hear from you both about your perspectives on this one. Greg, can I ask a follow-up question, or maybe I just didn't understand. Um, did she say that he is or is not boyfriend material? Um, I'm sorry. The first few months with her were rough for me because I felt like I was constant, being constantly compared with her ex. She would tell me how he was a better boyfriend and I'm a better partner. Um, so he, okay. he's, the, he's well, the better boyfriend, but... Or, uh, that Elijah's the better partner, but the other guy was the better boyfriend. And because partners make you feel safe, but boyfriends are romantic. And there was a question about the chemistry. Romantic, exciting, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's so interesting because there is this, and it's, it's funny because usually you hear it the other way around, that it's a little bit like of a, you know, what they, have you ever heard like the Madonna whore kind of, syndrome where it's like she is looking at him and judging him in a way about how quickly they had sex although she was fine having sex very early in a lot of her other relationships and I wonder if there is it's like in her mind it's like if you have sex too early then it's casual and it's fun and it's romantic and it's sexy but if you want to have an actual real relationship then you wait a part of me i was thinking that this is like old trauma for her and a really old pattern and maybe she was trying to reinvent herself because she felt gross about how early she had been having sex and she wasn't taking herself seriously didn't like the way she was showing up in the world and so she wanted to just really slow it down so she could take herself and the relationship more seriously i don't know but yeah this whole like madonna horror situation i mean what's really interesting is that i feel like i can't really tell what it is she's looking for with you elijah like is she wanting you to be both because yes this is like a real problem in the universe as well that safety and security inherently means that you are less unpredictable, romantic, sexy, all of the things. It's very hard to maintain both of them because security and safety means predictable, reliable, not moody and crazy and hot and cold. And so I don't know. I don't even know. I'm so confused by this. I'm not so all I'm, that I'm confused. I'm Go wondering, ahead. Doug, I'm wondering if we take it away from her or take it, take it, take this situation out for a second and just, just examine the idea of having sex and when to have it and what it means. Right. Okay. Yep. 
because I, I'm going to challenge both of you to this question in a different way, or I mean, this sort of reframe this situation in a different way. It seems to me, and I'm just using personal experience in, in dating and, and stuff like that, that it, it's almost like some people put the date in a box before it goes any further. And whether like this is going to be a date for possible dating material, or this is going to be a date where we're going to see if we click and we're going to have, you know, a lot of extracurricular fun <laughs> for dessert. <laughs> and this person that we're going to have an interesting fun time for dessert is not going to go into the box one where we're going to be a relationship. It's almost like some, am I wrong? And that some people tend to sort of separate and put people into boxes for the purpose and then have a, have trouble discerning and mixing among that, or is that not? I as- don't know. You know, um, I I don't know whether I want to comment on that or if I want to comment directly to Elijah. I'm going to start with Elijah, and then I'm going to comment <laughs> on that. Um, Elijah, you know, the sad reality from where I'm sitting is I don't think she's that into you. And I'm going to just put that out there because, you know, she's mm. complaining about your sexual behavior. She's ta- telling you that the chemistry wasn't there. And as everybody knows, I'm a chemistry freak. I, I think it's critically important for any relationship to have some longevity if you have that really strong physical chemistry. Physical chemistry will take you through really hard times if you like how that person feels, tastes, smells, you know, all the things. So there's a part of this where I, I you know, I'm just hearing her kind of backing up and complaining about something that she partook in as well. I, I don't love any of that. And I think there's something about that that is leading you to feel that tendency to move away from this relationship. Um, and so I, I'm going to tell you, Elijah, trust your gut. I hate that you're feeling like you're, you're the person she's settling for. I hate that mm. you got compared. I got to tell you, I am <clears throat> so frustrated and agitated that she compared you to an ex, which of course, you know, it looks, sounds, sounds like a little bit like a rebound is happening. Because she just recently broke up with someone right before you. So it's possible. But comparing anybody that you're with to an ex is a Mm no-no. And it's an indicator that that person has either not resolved that relationship, still has feelings about it, is in that sort of like overlap between one relationship and another. I can't, I used to have a name for that. I don't know what I would call it now. I just probably call it overlap. Um, Like, I don't love that. I, I don't think it's great. And so, Elijah, all of these things, I mean blaming you for your sexual behavior. By the way, I don't think it has anything to do with what she's done before. I think people change. I think people learn. I think people develop. So even if she's had sex on the first date with a lot of people, it doesn't matter. Um, And what matters is that the two of you coming together had to navigate that relationship that you have, not the one that either one of you have had before that time. Greg, going back to your question, I think this goes back to like people being thoughtful about what they're looking for. And I will tell you, I don't think it's very common for people to be able to like fluctuate back and forth. Like if you're really looking at, I really think this person is my type physically. I'm hoping we go into, you know, the bedroom later. I'll invite them back to my apartment for some making out, which I'm someone who believes that it's really okay. I know there are some religious beliefs that might interfere with this, but I think you got to test it out. Um, I have been with people who are just amazing on paper but not good chemistry. And I know that right away. I remember dating someone who I thought was just the most amazing person. 
And we started make, being physical and I'm like, oh no, it's not there. Like, it's just not going to work. Um, and it didn't work. And I tried a little bit, you know, I tried to give it some time. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, and I regret so it. When, how soon in do you have sex then? Do you think? I, I mean, I don't, if, is I don't it the think first there's date? a rule. I don't think there's a rule about this. I think everyone is different guys. I, I am someone who will absolutely want to taste the the menu before uh going in oh any further God. i need to know if it's there right and i'm going to be really honest about what i'm looking for sexually probably right. before i even go on a date but i am not 20 anymore and i know so, what i'm looking for go ahead i would say that if it is something casual that you're looking for something really just appetizery <laughs> sexy romantic <laughs> hot only chemistry and it doesn't really matter if you share a vision or political leanings or what their relationship with their mom is uh, like okay right at that's like appetizer material mm. right there like because oh. it's it's gonna end quickly you're not gonna have a long main course it's just like appetizers except talia i'm just gonna say i would never be physical with someone who was racist or a bigot in any sort but of way. How I'm not do you do even it. know? And what does it matter if this is just a casual fling and you're it just going to have sex and never see them again? It matters to a lot of us. I'll tell you. Like, I think <laughs> honestly on these apps, for example, there's a lot of people like no Trump supporters do not even respond to me. If you're a Trump but, supporter. But, okay, but well, this the, is all, all Doug is saying, I think Talia, and I'm, okay. I'm not trying to speak for you, but if Doug, you know, had his sexy fun time and then was yeah. walking out and saw the Trump 2024 bumper sticker <laughs> on that guy's truck, he would yeah. probably never see that guy again. Oh, <laughs> I'm also telling you, if I saw the bumper the guy again, anyway, if I saw the bumper sticker on the way in, it's over. I'm walking away. I'm saying, <laughs> saying something that's not very nice. Hundred percent. So, 100%. this is really this is really interesting because, like, what I was thinking is that if someone is interested in a, an actual, real relationship, then all of those things matter because you want like a slow build. You do care about who they are as a human. All of a sudden, it does really matter how they treat the server how they, you know, what they do for their grandma's birthday. Like all of those things matter in a different way because you're both looking for something longer term. And in that case, I would say I'm making this up. However, this is written nowhere and don't listen to me, people. However, I would say that like maybe don't have sex until the third date. That sounds really reasonable because you're not going to really know who that person is. And I would say that maybe having sex before you really know who they are, then it confuses what you're building towards. However, if the chemistry, the passion, the moment overtakes you and you find yourself on the kitchen table having sex, go with it. Just be protected. Have I, sex with whoever you want. Yeah, Just I don't. I don't protection. I don't see it that way. I think that there's uh, everyone is what? different. Everyone has different <laughs> different points of view on this. If I remember, the word horny was in that presentation or that question. Yeah, because she gets horny and then... So I just want to say thank you to a woman who talks about being horny. Um, take away the myth Fair. that that doesn't happen. Oh, my God. I'm so, I was so excited to hear oh, it. Yeah. I almost no, jumped out of my chair. Horny. I know that. Women are horny. I know that. I've worked but with women usually... who are like, I just want to get off. Um, and I, I just want to normalize that because we have such stereotypes about that. 
But Talia, I don't agree. I think I think there's a part of this that everyone is so different. I am if I'm really really into a dude, I am not waiting three dates. I'm not. Um, but or also, if that person Doug, wants to. But you're not looking for a forever person right now. You're looking for casual. Talia, I'm also going to tell you. I think. Uh, my experience is that people are more thoughtful about even who they're having a hookup with. I think people are being more selective. I think people, because of these apps, which are like menus, like you can go through, you can see the people who are a foot away from you and a mile away from you and 10 miles away from you. Right. But then I could see someone wanting to be very discerning about maybe like, what toothpaste do you use and do you do CrossFit? But what does it matter how they treat their grandma if you're only going to have sex Talia, with them and move so, on? So Talia, if you were single, okay. you would have sex with, uh, uh, I don't know. Are you going to finish I, I, this? Are you going to finish I was going to say sentence? something really awful. There was a lot I, of stuttering. Okay. I, I, there was. Doug, Doug, let me step in. Would you just have sex with the, <laughs> the most perfect, handsome stallion that just walked in the door? Are you asking Talia or me? Yeah, I'm asking Talia. Yeah, you know nothing oh. about them. Would you just, and, and you're horny and you and you want to, to do something with someone, would you have sex with someone you know nothing about? Um, they're just a handsome stallion, um, perfects everything, and, and, they're, and they're interested in you. And, and, and they say, are you horny too? And you said, absolutely. And then he takes off his clothes and there's a tattoo of a swastika on his back. <laughs> And I'm not joking. I'm not joking okay. because your argument would be if you're if you're into it for the moment, you can do anything. I don't agree with that. Okay. Well, you I know, think you'd I, stop. I feel a little bit like I need six months to mourn the end of the relationship <laughs> that I am in, which it you know, I don't know. I can't picture it because I've been with the same man that I actually love for 25 years, but I'm trying to picture, and I feel like what the first six months, if anything were to go wrong in my marriage, what I'm picturing is that I would not seek an actual human. (laughs) I would be watching Outlander reruns and maybe grabbing some Taking items from the smitten of, kitten and yes. yep. Taking okay. care of that by myself. Like what do I need the complication? Sex of, world. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if I would need that drama for a while. But you're gonna let's ride just the say, big penis ride at Sex World. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah? I don't know. Okay. I'd need a little time to think about that. Invest in my Duracell. <laughs> a lot of rechargeable yes. batteries. I don't understand. Yes. T- tell me more. Uh, the vibrators that need batteries and, you know, okay, moving back to now we're six months after the horrible demise of my beautiful marriage. Right. And I'm Rest ready to peace, get out there. Rest Actually, in peace. Rob He's came very out healthy. And, and asked me out and I said, yes. Oh, is that what? Okay. That's, yeah, yeah. you know, I could, I can get behind that a little bit more. I know. I know okay. That. So would I, and then I was ready and I, if I wanted it to be casual, I would say that maybe like hygiene, humor, and charm would be oh. at the Are top Are you cracking of jokes that. in the middle of changing positions? <laughs> he would need, oh God, I, that, that's like my, that's my foreplay, right? I don't, I, I need like someone to kind of like be smart. So are you contradicting and, yourself that when you're having sex, I? it doesn't matter? 
And now you're talking well, about you need humor and you need something but else. But it's I'm like, like, do I care? Do I care about what kind of a human he is? Probably not. Wow, I do. I don't know. I do, do I? I'm not marrying the guy. Even though it's just sex sometimes, there's yeah. still something. I, I take that seriously. I love being with people that I love to be with. And if I but have if any distractibility. to be with them, why wouldn't you want to keep being with them? If I were more serious about what I was looking for, but then I, I would to... say I would not have sex right away. I want to be wined and dined. Oof, and yeah. Oh, well, l- let me. Let, no, let, so, so let's kind of go back to my original question, because or uh, maybe an, an addendum to that question is, how do you? Is it possible? And it kind of relates to Elijah here um, for for his girlfriend. If there's no chemistry or there's something off, like let's say it was a, a fuck buddy, or if it was friends with benefits, or whatever it was that you were involved in, is it possible to to traverse that or evolve it to something more meaningful, or or sure. to do the reverse? Does it, is it, because I have seen so many people struggle when there's a meeting of the minds on this is just casual, and then there's not. And one person wants to evolve it and the other person doesn't or, yeah. or they are in something and then they want to back away and either open it up or maybe make it less serious or something. How do you, how, how do you traverse that and, and what are the ways to evolve that or, or, or um, make those changes? I'm a freaking broken record on the word communication. Like, that's yeah. what you do. It's the easiest thing, honestly. Like, if you find yourself shifting from, you know, a hookup model to wanting something more serious, talk about it. Talk about that you're, you know, changing how you feel about the dynamic and check in with the other person and see if they're experiencing the same or if they're not interested in moving that forward. And then you have a decision making to make because I think some people have kind of fallen for the people that they're trying to have casual with. And if the other person doesn't feel that way, you probably need to walk away from that because then it's too hard. If you have an open relationship, then it's too hard to, you know, back up if you really want that person for yourself uh, in that situation. I love, though, that our culture is taking a look at different ways of being in relationships. I mean, we have ethically non-monogamous or ENM relationships now. I actually do think that's a, a straight way of talking about the open relationships gay people have been doing for decades. Yeah, that, we need to do a whole episode on that because oh God, I have some yes. pretty strong feelings on that label. I bet you do. Well, let's um, do it. But it also, like, the way I'm hearing it is that it's just communication, right? I mean, it's like, all I, communication. Yes. But, you know, and going to the other thing, like, if you're in a committed relationship and you want to open it up, you still have to dialogue. Or if you, you know, you've wanted to become more casual, you still have to dialogue. And I, I got to be honest, that's harder. You know, I've yes. worked with couples who uh, have one party who might want to open it up. And it's very seldom that both people are in that same place. And open relationships can be very complicated to manage uh, mm-hmm. when you've had a monogamous relationship. And maybe kids are involved or uh, in-laws are involved or whatnot. Or marriage is, has taken place legally, uh, straight I- or gay. Com- I completely agree that it is so much easier to have the conversations and move forward in the evolution of this just started as a hookup, but now I'm starting to have the feels and then that is the communication and then there's a decision to make that was so beautifully said. I think it's almost impossible to reverse from something more serious to casual. I have seen it successful, like 
3% of the time. It's a very complicated dynamic to back away from. And the likelihood that both of you are going to be wanting that at the same time is low. I also want to add that I've had couples that are trying to open up their relationship uh, from a heterosexual or same-sex marriage. Yeah. And and one of the things that I always tell people is really understand that your feelings could go back and forth and back and forth because I've had people open up and then they find out, you know what? I miss my partner and what we used to have. And we have kids and I miss the family dynamic. And so just yeah. know that we are fluid human beings that continuously evolve and grow and experience new things. And it's critically important that we keep communicating about those things with the people who are affected. I, I think one of the hard parts is that we have kind of some shame about that oftentimes that gets internalized. And we have to make sure that what we're doing is managing that shame and being open and honest about what our experience is and talk about it first before you go do something that could cause more damage. Because talking about it first also means maybe you're getting ahead of, because yes, I've had a quite, you know, a handful of friends that have also been with the same person for 20 some years and wanted to open up their marriages as well. And it is, it's like, if you can get ahead of yep. what if one of us feels jealous, what if the other one all of a sudden realizes they can't live without the open marriage and the other one is feeling really left behind or, you know, but we just really sure. want to have this adventure. So even to get ahead of the different vignettes, I had, I had a client once who was just a remarkable communicator and such a deep thinker. Yeah. And she and her partner created really a manifesto for like all of the different scenarios and vignettes and the questions that they ask their new partners. So you've got your primary person, but even just like, what is the time commitment that you're looking for? Like my primary partner, this is what they're desiring. And this is what I'm desiring <clears throat> to stay over here. This is how much time I have to offer during the week. Does this sound good to you? So yeah, I mean, basically we're always back to communication. There's nothing you really can't solve without a good conversation about it. And sometimes, yes, Doug, it does mean exactly what you said, that all of a sudden there's a decision that needs to be made, but at least you yeah. know that everyone, you know what page people are on. And I want to go back, I guess, you know, I don't want to lose Elijah in this whole process. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not loving how this relationship dynamic has gone. And I, I would feel the mm -hmm. same way, Elijah, if I were in your circumstance. And I would really feel like I wasn't the right person. And I, I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I wish for you to be at a place where you know how you feel when you are treated number one. And when you know how you feel about, you know, when somebody's really into you, don't lose that and don't settle. There was one other piece about that that I, I just checked in on something that I wrote down. Like you talked about not feeling very romantic and that she wanted someone who was romantic. This goes to kind of love languages and what it is that mm -hmm. she might feel you know, gives her the attention and the, and the satisfaction in the relationship. If that's not who you are, you can do some things. Like I've absolutely told people, if your partner wants flowers once a week, go get some flowers once a week. It's really no skin off your back. But there are things that just are not inherently natural. And I'm going to guess, right. Elijah, based on how you're experiencing this and the possibility that you were thinking about breaking up with her, I, I think there's really a low likelihood that that will become a genuine heartfelt giving on your part 
you know, and so going back to everything we're talking about communication wise, the two of you need to communicate and you need to let her know how you're experiencing the relationship and see how she responds. Brilliant. It's, I think you should do this for a living. Do you? Have you ever considered that? I thought of being a therapist. Oh, I've done that for, gosh, almost 30 years. 283 years. <laughs> no. And I still love it. And Spot it still on. feels new all the time. So I couldn't be more grateful. Thank you for writing in, Elijah. Elijah. Good luck. Yes, good luck. Have a question for Doug or Talia. Email us your questions at questions at we'renotfine.com. Eligible questions will be randomly selected for upcoming episodes. For details, visit our website at we'renotfine.com. Join us every Tuesday for new conversations, new challenging topics, and fun.